Welcome to Strings Attached, the latest podcast on the PointCast Network. Strings Attached is a new podcast that focuses on demystifying topics that have been labeled taboo and complex. This show connects us to hard truths, and sometimes these truths challenge opinions that we have, asking us the question, why we believe the things we do. I encourage listeners to remain open-minded and welcome introspection as a path towards liberation and aligned action. Remember, the ability to change is available to us all. This is our last show about manhood, and hear me out. I think is, this is something that we, where we all have our own distinct ideas about it, and that's what I'm trying to get to the heart of. I want to add two caveats to that. Firstly, there's enough of those two bros in a microphone podcasts out there. This isn't going to be that. And secondly, I don't want any of my guests to be interpreted as monoliths for their demographics. We're aiming for diversity, but each guest is here as an individual. They speak for themselves and for their own personal experiences. It's our intention to both get a diverse interpretation of manhood and have listeners walk away thinking and asking themselves about their preconceived notions, ideas, and beliefs surrounding it. I'm Nick. I'm a he, him. I'll be sitting in for Sasha Estrella Jones. And with me today are two special guests, our returning guest, Tiffany, who I'm very happy could join us again, as I think your perspective as a, as a non-binary trans woman is just really unique one that us cis men, sissies, if you will, just totally lack um, sissies with a C. And also with us is the host of Recap, Joshua Hyde. Hey, hey. Hey. Um, so in the previous episodes, the main goal was to ask the same questions to a diverse group of people, different races, generations, class, genders. But today, I kind of want to do a more roundtable talk, but center it around this central question, what can men do to help themselves? And what I mean by that is every issue I have that, that, that someone else may have with men or as men, what are some steps we can take to fix it? Things like suicide, lack of emotional intelligence, isolation, unchecked aggression towards women, et cetera. How can men help themselves? What's the thing we could do even right after recording in our own lives and in the lives of others that could help? What do you think? I can go ahead and start. Okay. So I think honestly, one of the biggest problems that we as uh, men um, run into when when trying to tackle issues like these is that we, in, in some cases, this is like true for people, but like, we feel as though we're alone in all of these avenues. And so we feel like we don't have help and can't get it. And to be honest, I think one of the best things we can do regarding all of it is to just like be there for your fellow man. Like we need to break the stigma that men helping men is gay. And that like, we need to honestly just be there to support each other because as unfortunate as it is, I feel like this, this issue, these issues are only going to be solved if like we do it for ourselves because a lot of these problems are ones that we created. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think those stigmas really limit what men feel like they can do. I agree fully with the um, that helping helping each other, being there for each other, talking to each other is so important. I've had a buddy named Josh, ironically, who uh, I've known my whole life, and we started doing this thing when we were like 16, where we would sit in one of our cars and just talk. Uh, uh, sad boy hours, but we would talk things through instead of listen to sad music. 
and um, it's pretty cathartic. And we would just talk about what like stuff is bothering us. The the Shrek adage "better out than in" really does apply to emotions. Tiffany, any thoughts on on that? Yeah, I definitely agree with um, you know what was said about just being there. You know, like I do think that men. And it's it and it's and it's, it's a it's a really kind of like weird predicament because it's like this was something that was taught to men by other men, and then it's just a whole cycle that just keeps repeating itself. And I think the only way to really break that is like what we we'll say, you know, you have to be there for each other. Like be able to for me, I'm like, if you, you know, you have to be able to cry, you know what I'm saying? Like be able to sit there and cry with your, you know, fellow man and stuff, express emotions, like you know, creating environments where you can, if one of y'all are upset or, you know, you feel like you can't shoulder a burden by yourself, then, you know, you can reach out about that without you being looked at as weak and all of that stuff. Because, you know, I think especially when it comes to the mental health of men and stuff like that, I think the way that society views how men should be and how it has been taken to such a toxic level is like, it really puts it causes a lot of problems for people that don't and, and that don't end up being able to talk about said problems. You know, it's like they have all this mental health stuff going on, but it's like they have no way to talk about it or express it other than what they've been taught. You know, we're just usually fighting it out or, you know, however, you know, the person's family taught them how to deal with that stuff, you know? No, yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the things that we could do just as, as a group right now, uh, I want to try and give some tools to any of the men listening, any of the people who identify as men um, who have been perceived or brought up as men, tools to like work on that. What are some things they could do to sort of broaden um, maybe their listening skills, maybe their, um, ex their emotional expression, maybe who they're talking to, that sort of thing. Um, and I, I want to say the first tool I think that's really helpful is if, if another guy is talking to you, I feel like uh, everyone has a different way of um, listening, I would say. Um, but one of the things that I think is really important is that you sort of move away from that idea. I used to think like this, move away from that idea that you only ask questions or you only talk when there's something to talk about. Um, and that sounds weird, but it's that sort of like, if you're sitting there in a boat fishing with your friend and you guys don't talk for two hours because no one has anything to say, that's fine if you just want to relax. But if you're talking about deep issues, you kind of run into this issue of nobody expressing anything because you don't know what to say or how to do it. Um, so one of the things I think one of the tools is I want to impose is active listening, um, which basically is just sort of a hear the words that they say. Don't plan what to say next. Um, I'm actually just reading a list here. Um, let them finish speaking, ask if they're done. And then even if you don't really have a question set up, just ask something to follow up. It, to allow them the space to sort of express more of what's going on. Um, why is a really good one. Um, what do you mean? Or uh, the, the generic, how does that make you feel are really good ones. 
Um, and I think that that's just as one of the tools you could use to hear, as Josh put it, your fellow man better. Um, Tiffany or Josh, whoever wants to take the next, whoever wants to bring up an idea or tool or whatever. Go just ahead. as a, a, like a last little bit to that, one of my favorite uh, like questions to ask people when they're talking, especially about deep shit to me, uh, am I allowed to curse here? Can I, yeah, can I curse? Okay, cool. When they're talking about deep shit to me, <laughs> um, is uh, can you elaborate? Mm, that's a good is my one. favorite. Like, because in most cases, people will give you like the like the summed up version of their thought rather than like going into deep like analysis of it themselves. In many cases, they haven't even done that, especially other men. And so like, if somebody's telling me something and I feel like there's more behind it that could probably be dug into, I'm like, hey, can you elaborate? Like what's making you feel that way? Uh, and then usually uh, a further examination of their own feelings and experiences can lead to some of their own uh, epiphanies about like shit that's going on in their lives or certain reasons they feel certain ways. And uh, that's been very successful in my own life. I like that. That's That sounds like it would work. It also sounds like um, when you have those guys that are like really like they don't want to open up to stuff. That sounds like a very like logically worded, I say with air quotes, way to get them to like open up. If you have a guy that's like really doesn't want to talk about stuff. Can you elaborate? It's a great way for him to be like get the wheels turning without it sounding emotional if that's something he's against. Yep. Mm -hmm. like that's that. why I specifically use that's, that verbiage. That's good. That, that's very intentional verbiage on that oh, card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tiffany, any thoughts? Yeah, I think um, for me, it's also, I would just say, like, you know, sometimes it's okay not to have the answer or to really, you know, be able to say much because there's just certain times where people are going to share stuff. Um, especially with men and they're not going to be able to, I mean, you know, there's certain situations where most people wouldn't be able to have an answer, you know, in that moment. So, you know, I think just learning to sometimes just sit with each other in a moment and sometimes just, you know, you may not have a lot to say, but as long as you can demonstrate that you're there for your fellow man and supportive, then I think that gets the point across. Because a lot, I know, I've known a lot of men who do feel like, well, they have to have the answer, you know, right then and there. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be like that. Because there's a lot of situations where no matter who you are, you're not going to be able to give a solution, you know, to fix, to fix that problem in that moment. But as long as you can show that you're there for the person and you're asking them, what can I do to support you and things of that nature, I think that gets the point across. Absolutely. That, that brings up a good point and was going to, I think it's a pretty good transition into what my specific uh, thought regarding your initial question was. Uh, I want to kind of give just a little bit of lip service to Tiffany's answer because I think it, it speaks to a lot of uh, thought processes, thought processes that men have, because one thing that I know of, and this is true of my own life and most other men that I've met, is that like we are hardwired to like fix problems. And especially if you, even if you're like, even if you're dealing with like your significant other or like a woman or like whoever it is, one thing that we generally have to be mindful of is that sometimes people are sharing just to share. There's not necessarily a reason to have a solution 
or to be thinking about it from a perspective of this is a problem that needs to be solved. Sometimes we just need to be able to listen. We need to be able to shoulder without necessarily doing something about it in return. And I think that 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 is incredibly impactful for anyone listening to to kind of check yourself in that like when you're when you're hearing someone talk, are you thinking of ways to fix that problem? Are you immediately jumping into action mode instead of just absorbing that information? Because the absorption in many cases is all they really want and or need. And so if they directly ask you for uh, solutions, then yeah, absolutely. Go in, go into solution mode, get those gears turned in. But before then, just listen, just absorb, because in many cases, that's all that actually is necessary. Now, um, going into what I think that we can do, uh, one of the things that people often have is a solution on their own. Like we, as men, tend to believe that we can come up with something uh, that may or may not be better than what anyone else might be thinking. But often if somebody comes to you with a problem because they've been dealing with it for longer than you've known about it, they will often have a solution handy. And one of the best ways that you can make sure that you're not overstepping your own bounds is to ask them, what can I do for you? What do you need from me? Now, unless you're dealing with somebody that doesn't necessarily like that question, most people would be more than happy to answer that in a way that works for them. And so what you'll find, at least what I found in most cases, is that if you were to ask that question to somebody who's like hurting or like going through a breakup or anything else, they're just like, no, man, I just want somebody to listen. I just want somebody to talk to you. And then boom, like you have your answer, you know what you need, and you can be there more specifically for them instead of doing whatever you think they need you to do, or you, you think, sorry, you can do whatever, uh, they actually need you to do instead of what you think you need to do for them because you often may not have the answer that suits them even if it may be an answer to you Mm -hmm. no i fully agree with what both you said that's to to even piggyback off that even further to add to both of that is that um i got another buddy named josh totally separate josh Josh, (laughs) how many joshes do you know too many many (laughs) right you you know like three of them already right names felt the same (laughs) <laughs> they all got different last names at least but um so josh third josh is 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 very that type of gotta fix the problem there's a problem someone's expressing to me i have to fix it and that would cause a lot of issues with his wife and eventually they came to the conclusion that he should ask do you need help or are you venting and that is what i really want to add on there is that questions like that and like what with this josh said (laughs) is super important um when you're not even just for your whoever you're talking to but also so you can mentally prepare for what you need to do um asking and and i think just a slight tangent venting replaced my word for complaining a long time ago i don't ever use the word complain towards anybody because it's one uh not a thing I, I don't know if you know this, but people, if you're using complaining, you're coming from the mindset that their problem isn't real. Um, language is really powerful in that way. And we need to escape the mindset that people don't have problems. Like there's instances where you may feel that like, oh, well, I've had it worse. Or, oh, I know people are people. What, what, what was the thing when we were kids? There's kids in China starving. 
I think was the big thing for parents. No, to for us, it was uh, kids in Africa. Who ain't yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think you have it bad? Go to Africa, boy. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's, that's, yeah, that sort of like mindset, I think, is unfair when you're trying, when you're talking to someone and letting them vent because that comes from that mindset that because other people have it worse, you don't have, the person you're talking to doesn't have an issue. And that's not fair to them and it's not fair to you because it's not true. Um, you can think of it as a first world problem, sure, but it's still a problem. We don't need to measure how much water someone's drowning in, right? You can mm-hmm. drown in a cup of water. Actually. <laughs> um, and I think that could be applied to, to like, not just men, but everybody because I've seen multiple people across the various genders do that, you know, where it's like, well, you know, it, other people have it worse to release this didn't happen, you know, and I'm like, you know, I definitely agree with that. I'm like, I think that's something everybody can take, you know, and use. Mm-hmm. I fully, I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's super important to um, allow people the space to express themselves and vent and, um, not compare issues for sure. Yeah, I can't. The only thing I can really suggest is it's a lot easier to have conversations with someone where you can kind of, I don't want to say necessarily fully understand, but you at least have an idea of where they're coming from. And I think a lot of times, you know, especially with cisgender men, they're taught that basically, you know, you kind of have, like, you can't really budge on anything, you know, like, you have to be this rigid person, and, you know, something like changes and a good thing, and I'm just like, you know, I think for a lot of people, whether it's going out on YouTube, you know, going out to go buy a book or going on YouTube, just understanding, like, you know, just understanding, you know, where, you know, and it, I'm just going to use women as an example, like, women are coming from with a lot of these things, because there really is a lot of, you know, things that, you know, women have to go through, especially with the medical field. And like, I, you know, I think that, you know, that's something that people, that men especially have to like come to understand and look into is like, you know, the sooner that folks learn how to like, you know, health in a healthy way, like to communicate their feelings and what's going on, the quicker it'll become, you know, it'll become a lot less stressful for a lot of people. Because, yeah, there are a lot of men out here who are suffering, who've gone through things they can't talk about specifically because of how society has come to portray said things. And, you know, I just urge people to get out there. I'm like, if you you go buy a book, if you go look on YouTube, something, you know, just try to locate something where you can hear it from, like, you know, another person's perspective and then find something where you can also you know, read it and, you know, it applies to you and it gives you some type of guidance as to how you can learn how to help, you know, express your emotions and, you know, work through whatever it is you're going through. Because it's very hard to find those resources, especially when you start considering other demographics, you know, how other identities play into, you know, certain men have access, easier access to resources than others. And that becomes a whole thing. So, Like I, I recently just joined uh, BetterHelp and um, they're cheap, but they're still expensive, you know, and it's a, it's a therapy thing and I'm not going to, you know, oh, join it. But if you're thinking about it, I pay like 65 a month and that's cheaper than 
Um, if I did one session a month with a therapist, that'd be like 180, depending on your insurance. Um, so it's cheaper than that. And I do encourage people to go to therapy if, um, because it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you crazy. It's just someone, it's, it's basically someone to talk to who's trained in helping you realize how to process your emotions and gives you tools for whatever issue you might be um, dealing with. And so, um, but for sure, resources out there, like Tiffany said, are um, available, and, but also kind of hard to find. I would be wary of looking up anything specific to men because it's very easy to fall down a, a, a very specific pipeline. Yes, <laughs> um, be careful. Be careful out there. Um, but I would recommend looking up things like how to be a good listener or how do I express, um, what's a good way to express how I'm feeling? Things like that, like general topics instead of pointed topics because pointed topics can get dicey. Josh, we were just finishing up about um, uh, different resources. Anything you'd like to add? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's always kind of hard when you jump back into a conversation. Um, uh, like uh, resources for like, um, I brought up BetterHelp, Tiffany brought up to, to um, like kind of stuff like that, just ways to, um, you know, more directly engage on how to like, how to like self-improvement almost, but not like, mm, you know. So uh, I would say I'm, I'm all the things that I brought up are things that have, have things that have like helped me become like a better person emotionally in my own life. And so I'd say like the last thing that I can offer to anybody who's listening and to, to you guys here in this uh, in this meeting is that like none of this works if you're not open to it. Like you as a person need to be emotionally available for your own growth. And a lot of the problems that you'll have are going to be stemming from yourself and the things that you were taught and the thoughts that you naturally have. And you have to be like both understanding and respectful of yourself to check that when it happens. Like, I'm not going to pretend that, like, I don't find myself falling into, like, past mindsets, but, like, being able to lift yourself out of that space and do better and be better is what's going to make the difference for yourself. And if you're not living it, it's really hard for you to help anybody else live it, too. So, like, do the work for yourself, and that'll be, like, a really big boon in helping other people do that same work. Lead, lead by example is is crazy because it does actually work oh for sure <laughs> it's wild um and i also agree with what you said about being open to it you can't change people who don't want to change the only they can change themselves and um that's the show would anyone like to plug promote say or express anything before we sign off i love that you literally just like tossed it to me instead of me scooping it in there <laughs> um, for, for those of you who are interested in having this conversation a little deeper or hearing this conversation had a little deeper, uh, we will eventually on the Pointcast Network be introducing a, a podcast called Guy Talk, where a, a couple of men, along with some special guests, uh, kind of talk about some of the issues that men face and what we as men can do to make that better, because that change has to happen from us. We People can't do it for us. Tiffany, anything you'd like to say, express, plug? 
et cetera? Yeah, I mean, basically just, you know, try to find the resources that you can. And, you know, it doesn't have to, because that is one thing that I need men to understand is that it's not going to happen all in one day. You know, like it's going to be, it's going to take multiple steps. It's not going to happen in one day. The biggest thing that you need to aim for whenever you're trying to self-improve yourself is to not keep making the same mistakes over and over. Mm. You know, so it's like focus on taking the baby steps and just taking it one day at a time. There we go. Okay. Um, Thank you both very much for being on here with me. And thank you to our listeners for your participation. We want to encourage listeners to continue this discussion through our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast has been brought to you by Pointcast News and Eliag Productions, a studio for, po- for podcasters, musicians, and anyone who has anything to say. To listen to any of our podcasts, visit our website at pointcast.news and visit us at Apple Podcasts. And stay tuned for uh, Guy Talk, Guy Talk that's going to come out on, uh, those, on uh, podcast.news eventually. Um, join us next time. Sasha will be back. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and take care.